day. Good day to you all, to all you, to everyone's and all the ones in every place. Good day. You have stumbled across the Tag and Brando podcast. I'm Taggart, and this is my friend. Hey, it's Brandon. How's it going? Hey, how how are you doing? I'm doing great. I stumbled on this podcast myself. Oh, you what, stu- are we, what are we? What do we do here? You stumbled onto it. Well, that, this is unprecedented. Uh, unprecedented. Uh, we we talk about stuff. It's mostly just a chat. It's just me talking to you, basically, and you talking to me, and that's really about it. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> we got a couple of things that help us kind of formulate the things we're going to talk about. Uh, we got a question of the day that we're going to pontificate on, and we got a triggered memory that might trigger us to talk about something, not in a bad way, but like help us to remember, uh, you know, we're not going to get triggered. Um, but, uh, and then, you know, we usually, (laughs) we usually talk about, uh, a new or the new, something new for each of us this, this week we learned or watched or saw or did. Not the news, because we're not covering multiple topics. One thing per person. So that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, if we, if anyone asks you what we do on this podcast, you could maybe give them a very vague idea. Um, and that's all we can give, too. So we're in the same <laughs> boat. So anyways, uh, Brandon, so you're good. I, I understand. I think I think I got a, the hang of this. Okay, um, good Good. What if what if what if we start Good. with one of those questions questions of the day? Well, that's fine. You know, we're only about you know almost sixty episodes into this, so yeah. I mean, you should just be catching your stride. That's good. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah that, that exactly. sounds good to I'm me. I'm a late bloomer. Hey, that's, you know, you know, to to each wherever's they is. That's what I always say, all the times. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, hit us. You got a question that we could talk about today? Yeah. Um, my question is, what is a spoiler? It's that, as far it's as that fin that you put on the back of stupid cars, right? And we can talk about that, too, because why <laughs> is that called a spoiler? That's a very good question. It has to do with aerodynamics. Why don't we call it a spoiler? Right. Um, the same. The same. Okay. The the word, and we're just gonna put this out there. Just please you know, do. In general, we're gonna talk about spoilers. So there will probably be spoilers in Ooh. this for movies, television, That's automobiles, children. Like things are gonna get spoiled. Somebody's gonna be spoiled. Fruit. You know, exactly. I want my so, candy. Um, so, yeah, kind of like you said there. It just this this word is being just thrown around for everything, like you know, and you know, you think about it, like to spoil something is to make it so it is undesirable or unusable, right? Like a spoiled fruit is something that you don't want to eat. It is Fair. moldy, it is right. mushy, it has got bugs in it or I something. Would, it is 
I would venture yeah. that a spoiled child is also something that you don't want to eat. You don't want to eat a spoiled child. No, that, that sounds true. sounds pretty gross. I mean, they're they they're bratty. They're they're moldy, you know, moldy, you know, and stuff like that. And so, to spoil like a child is to rear them in such a way that they are not a great contributing member of society. You know, they're the Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt? Is that her name? Yeah, Veruca. yeah, yeah. 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 Salt just sounded so bleh. <laughs> no saying. But like, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, we, you know, with the holidays and stuff, it's like, oh, well, we're just going to spoil them, you know, a little bit for, for Christmas or something right. like that. And you're like, no, man, you, you just did it. You ruined that child for society. <laughs> you, you done did it. You can't spoil them a little bit. Either they're bad or they're not. Exactly. And and I think that is kind of interesting to be like, well, is giving a child too much, is that spoiling them? And we can get into the, you know, that kind of thing in a later discussion, maybe. But my so, question today is, what is this? Spoiler yeah. for like movies and such. So here, like, what do you want to know and not know? Fair. So I, I, I want to put this out when it comes to this topic because I think um, the idea of spoiling a movie has changed uh, over time because that wasn't really a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think when we were kids or younger, I don't think people cared. Oh, right. Like, I mean, a prime example, we'll say, is all of the Terminator movies, and even to today, they always revealed the twist in the trailer for the movie. Right. Right. And it was so like, like... It was almost like, oh, so that's going to happen. I wonder how they weave that into the movie. Let's go see it. Mm-hmm. Right? Versus now we're like, oh, well, that's how it's going to... Well, I don't want to see it. I mean, the prime mm-hmm. example here is the biggest spoiler of any movie ever, Titanic. You knew <laughs> that it was going to sink at the very beginning. Right? I'm sitting there throughout the movie thinking, well, this ship is sure taking a long time to sink. It's a long movie. It does sink in this. It does sink, right? Like uh, the beginning of the movie shows it at the bottom of the ocean. I know you're like <laughs> we are gonna get there, right? Um, right. Know, but uh, but that was the thing. It was like, uh, um, you know, that obviously isn't a great example because well, I mean, it kind of is. It's the mentality of like, okay, we knew this is gonna happen, yet everybody and their mom is gonna go see this movie. Um, well, which I mean, they did. Could- Kudos to James Cameron right. for being able to make a billion dollars off a story that everybody knew what was going to happen. Right. And he did it again with Avatar, because anybody who had seen Fern Gully knows exactly <laughs> how that movie's going to play out. <laughs> fair. So. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Oh, so, so yeah, like, yeah, tit- like, obviously... By that, you know, example, a spoiler doesn't necessarily, knowing the plot of a movie, I should say, knowing the story of a movie doesn't necessarily ruin the 
movie. Well, I guess that's what I'm posing. Like, I would think, mm-hmm. I would think that many people would argue it does now, but historically, mm-hmm. I don't think that necessarily that's been the case. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at you look at a lot of these movies that make a lot of money. Like the highest grossing rated R movie for a long time was Passion of the Christ. Guess what? That is a pretty common story yeah, as well. Yeah, he dies at the end. Um, but oh. But does he stay? <laughs> but but, uh, but actually, <laughs> he's back. Um, right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, and and like if if you think of even older movies, like think of the Ten Commandments, uh, any of those biblical type movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, everybody knows that at some point he's gonna part the Red Sea or whatever if we're talking Ten Commandments and, you know and, and still if there's like, anything new and interesting then people get mad <laughs> you know? right they're like that's not to the story um, mm-hmm. so it's it's an yeah it's an interesting thing because this whole thing of spoilers I think is spoiler culture if we can quote unquote say that I think it's kind mm-hmm. of newer um, and it's of course come with the internet but it's mm-hmm. But it's weird, just like you said, that some of the major plot points in the day were given to you before you even went to see the movie, where now mm-hmm. they're like, uh, I'm, this is a flash of the characters. Uh, and wait, what was that weird thing that they did? And that's the trailer. So, anyways, that I wanted to throw that out. No, that that's an interesting point. I, I bet if you, I mean... For you, and if you were still in college, you yes. could probably, um, for your you know classes and stuff like that, you could probably make an argument of doing a thesis or yeah. like at least a decent paper, reading something like um, um, Roger Ebert's reviews uh-huh. from twenty years ago when. Uh-huh. You know, up until today, just kind of sampling some of these big movies and stuff, and just be like, okay, here's a major blockbuster. And Robert Ebert, Robert, e- I, I mean, I'm not Roger. I'm kind of just assuming Roger Ebert, excuse me, would would probably easily give away huge plot points in his review, like you know, and Maybe. people would be fine with that. Right. Whereas now it's probably much more conservative, much more vague, much more horoscope D where it's like <laughs> it's like and the it's like the major action pieces it's like are you know such and such and such and such instead of being like when this character and this character fight and you know right. good comes out on top blah 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 like yeah, I that would actually be really interesting to see something like that. Um, take place and just kind of see like yeah these newspaper reviews of a movie people are like oh man I understand the plot of this movie and it sounds really good versus right. like end game where it's like we can only show the first 15 minutes because anything else is going to be too much and people are going right. to know too much about the movie so like even to the point where it's like yeah we don't want to even know like who like casting you know who who this per- and part of it too is also you can get more information about a movie right now way more 
Mm-hmm. Which is weird, because, yeah, like, every, you know, I've heard so many people say now, it's like, I'll watch one trailer, and then if I want to see the movie, I'll see it. But I, I won't watch any more. Like, I watch one trailer, and that's it. And it's like, because I don't want it to be spoiled. And it's like, versus, you know, sometimes I'll listen to blog or listen to podcasts and watch YouTube things of like every you know second of a trailer broken down right like picked right. apart and speculated on and all that kind of different stuff and you know does that ruin the movie I don't know I guess it depends so what's what are some movies that have good twists or secrets or whatever you want to call them that have been spoiled for you prior to um. Um, I mean, I always knew what Soylent Green was before we ever watched that movie. I know. The one most common line from that movie is just shouted all the time. And it's like, oh, got it. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we we sat down to watch it because it's Mm a classic movie. And we wanted to see how the Soylent Green became people. Yeah. How did it work? We didn't know. Mm -hmm. We, I mean, because we didn't know anything else about that movie so yeah he wears he wears a scarf that's all i know (laughs) a little ascot kind of thing there so anyway Um, so that that's one that i can think of right off the bat i mean yeah like you said charlton heston you know he's gonna part the red sea you know that but is he gonna find the statue of liberty right yeah we we weren't supposed to know that yeah and that's that's kind of it too. It's like the most iconic parts of a movie are typically the parts that would spoil it. For instance, I walked in to my brother watching uh, the Usual Suspects uh, at the very end. When at you the, hadn't seen it at the at the at the mug drop scene, right? If and everything. And the 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 walk away, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen it, and he was just like, "Oh, you just ruined this movie for yourself." And I was like, "Oh, why? I, like why?" And you know, it's a good movie, and I've seen it since. But right. you know, I guess I'm not like mind blown, kind of, right. kind of at that point, you know. And so. I don't know, like, at the same time as all of these, you know, spoilers and stuff like that, it also still makes the movie enjoyable to somewhat know what's going to happen. Like, how many times have you watched a movie multiple times? Well, I you know? agree. Um, sometimes, and not always, but sometimes I like to know a little bit more about it before I go into it. Um it, it it's usually just when I'm like, um, what's this movie? It seems kind of interesting, but I don't know if it's captured me yet. Give me a little bit more. And then, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds interesting. And mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. It, de- it, de- yeah, it depends. It depends. Yeah. There's other movies... Mm-hmm usually with characters that I've known before the movie or whatever that I've invested in somewhat. And now, and those I'm just like, 
I, I I'll watch a trailer. I will watch the trailers, but that's it. Like I don't want to try to delve into it. I want to go experience it as cold as possible. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I go both ways. And and I I can totally see that too because like definitely, um, I can think of movies that, um, like a, a movie that was definitely quote unquote spoiled for me was one that really doesn't have a plot point spoilers or anything like that but the the one would be Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> one 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 of the most random how like if somebody told you like oh yeah and there's this scene with the you know a llama and stuff like that and like anything like that but the way it was spoiled for me is I hadn't seen it, but everybody else around me had, and right. they just quoted all of these lines to me over and over and over and over and over again. Right. And by the time, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the funniest movie. Like, you just have to see it. And by the time I saw it, I'm like, like, these lines aren't funny. Like, they're just very, like, flatly delivered and just like it's a very dry but, movie yeah it's just yeah very cool and everything like that it and that's the thing is like yeah like it, it, no twist ending you know nothing like <laughs> uh, you know like everything it's just like oh okay this is what i've already heard before and in this context it makes a little bit more sense but not a lot right so that was kind of the you know, the usual suspects. I knew what w- what was going to happen, and it was still a good movie. <laughs> but right. Napoleon Dynamite, I knew what was going to happen, or I knew pretty much what was going to be said. And it's like this movie kind of is boring. <laughs> and so that I think that literally did kind of ruin that movie for me. Is I just was like, yeah, because it's interesting. Like, I don't know if most people like that movie the first watch. Right. Because I was like, this is fine. Like, when I watched the first time, I, I that's how I felt. And it was like multiple times rewatching and rewatching. And it's almost like it, it's, it becomes enjoyable when you know it. And like when the mm-hmm. quotes become your quotes, which is very strange for a movie to kind of capture that. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, because it's interesting, like I said, you know, how many times are you going to, like, rewatch a movie if it's good, and then right. you just like it more and more and more, right. um, you know, and you've you've spoiled it. Like, you know the <laughs> entire plot, you know everything that's going to happen, but you can still sit down and watch a movie, and you can pick up on things, and that's what, you know, on the flip side of that, you know... Oh my gosh! You've never seen this movie. Oh, we need to watch it. And then you're like watching the person watch it, being like, "Oh my gosh, are they gonna like get this? Oh my gosh, here comes the part! Here comes the part! It's like, shh! You have to pay attention! You have to pay attention!" Well, I'm and me- like, yeah, I've mentioned that on this podcast uh, mm-hmm. about um, a couple of my friends in my band. We watched when Harry met Sally. Uh, shout mm-hmm. out to New Year's. Um, <laughs> And 
they hadn't really seen it or hadn't seen it in forever, and so it was just like fresh eyes, and you're like, this movie is great. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that can be fun. Uh, that's, sometimes when I want to feel that, I just watch dudes who uh, make their old girlfriends or like their very young girlfriends watch the Empire Strikes Back for the first time on YouTube, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'm like, hey, she yeah. doesn't know. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, they're always freaking out about it. It's crazy. And you're like, that, that was mm-hmm. big, actually. I forget. Sometimes you forget. That was big. Right, but what's the most quoted line from that movie? Well, it's incorrect. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. (laughs) That's the most quoted line from that movie. Uh, Yeah. No. No. It's, uh... (laughs) Uh, No, but exactly, yeah. That that line, even, you know... uh, you know, Mandela effectively wrongly said, right, is um, is the most famous part. Absolutely. And on set, it was very secretive and supposedly, you know, he didn't even say it. Uh, like the actor, uh, David David Prowse said right. other lines. You know, Obi Wan is your father, I believe, or maybe I'm making that up, but um, Obi Wan killed your father. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, or exactly. I, and so I killed your father. I think is what it, what it was. Something like that. And so, um, but yeah, like it's it's interesting that yeah, like the most the thing that people are going to remember and you want to talk about are the spoilers. You're like, oh my gosh, like. Right. But um, but yeah, like there's there's now just a, a different culture. You know, of oh, you can't, you know, you can't talk about this movie, you know, you can't ruin it for people because they need that anticipation, they need that experience, and and everything like that. And I'm like, I don't know, man. If you make a good movie, it should just kind of be good whether you know what's going on or not. You know, <laughs> like, right. like, you know, make it a well, it's Titanic or make it a yeah. Oh. I just don't, I mean, I don't think it is... Murder on the Orient Express kind of a thing. Right. But I, th- yeah, I don't know. I I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that everybody wants people to see it with as fresh eyes as they can put on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess is where most of that, of the spoiler stuff stems from. It's just like, we want you to be able to go in and and not just the movie makers, but just people in general. They enjoyed it, mm-hmm. so they want you to be able to go and, and experience it like they did. Um, so it comes from a nice place, but um, yeah, I, we, we got to come up with like a um, statute of limitation here. I mean, like, what's too old at this point? If it's 10 years old, can we just talk about the movie? Like, uh, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Soylent Green is people, everybody. Just getting that right. If that you guys there. didn't know, I'm so sorry. But we did we did brand this with spoilers at the beginning, right? Well, okay. And um, there there was uh, a girl that I knew, yeah, that hates watching movies she does not know the what plot happens. To. 
Is it, is it just she, like an anxiety thing? or like? Yeah, she just gets super anxious if she doesn't know what's going to happen. So okay. she's, she, when I you know first met her and everything, she had seen maybe two dozen movies or something like that. But she watches those same movies over and over and over and over and over again. Just because she knows. She, and she loves them. And she knows because she knows exactly what's going to happen. And all this kind of different stuff. And so I'm what like, does she do? Does to- she go and read as deep? Synops- yes. As thick a synopsis as she can find? Yes. she goes and sees the movie? Nice. Yeah, and I don't know what it is with the different medium of like, you know, you can read like a book and get engrossed in it and, you know, be like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen. This is crazy. Versus like a movie. I don't know if it's like just since it is a little bit more audio and visual. Mm-hmm. That she just feels more engrossed in it, but she just hated watching movies that she had never seen or oh, knew the, the exactly what the plot was and all this kind of different stuff. And it was just, and it's really interesting because it's like that's, I mean, there are people out there, I'm sure that are just like, oh, I love movies that I just have no idea, you right. know, what's gonna happen. Like, right. I don't. I'm going into this totally blind. And well, that's kind of like that. how I was with Knives Out. Was a recent, yes. fairly recent mm-hmm. movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, mystery movie, great. I don't want, don't need to know anything about it. Let's just go watch it. And I was like, ooh, this is enthralling from from go. So this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I want, I want to ask you. You mentioned books. Do you think, in general, most people want more information about books than they do about movies, if they want to sink their time into a book? I think as a in, as a generality, yes. Like I would think so too. Because books are a much heavier investment. Absolutely. Not only in the actual cost of a book is typically more than a movie ticket, but you know you're spending a couple hours of concentrated time versus you know sitting back and there for two hours or something like that. Right. So. So yeah, I mean, as far as like spoilers for books, um, have you have you ever read Speaker for the Dead? Yes. Okay. Um, well, we can't talk about it because my wife hasn't read it, and I've tried to get her to read that book a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've gone and through. I'm like, you I've will through like the whole this Enders. book, and she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We listened to it once on one of our trips. And then we hit a deer, mm-hmm. and then we stopped listening to it. <laughs> um, it was a traumatic night, but uh, work, yeah. But but, uh, but yeah, she's just never. So, yeah, anyways, to put it to put a different series kind of out there that is is very spoiler heavy um, and everything. And I haven't necessarily sat down and watched all the iterations of it. Um, so I don't know exactly how they played that out, but a series of unfortunate events. Oh, uh-huh. Um, series of unfortunate events is like every book at least multiple times. Like Lemony Snicket's like, this doesn't end well. Like, <laughs> right. You like, need to stop reading this. You probably like, should go. Right. Y- it, this is not what you want out of a book and everything like that. And, um, 
and all that kind of different stuff. And so, um, it's kind of, yeah, like this, this antithesis of like what you would think a good story is where it's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, at the end of every Harry Potter book, you know, the kids win and Voldemort is thwarted another so on and such right. and such. And, and they win the house cup and, you yeah, know, that's great. exactly. And, and Harry's the best, even though he's terrible at his job and everything. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but anyway, but yeah, the series of unfortunate events is kind of like the opposite where it's just like, oh no, they're worse than they were at the beginning of the book. Right. And now they're worse even still and right. all that kind of different stuff. And so... Um. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's interesting. Like you said, you know, you're gonna need like a bigger investment. Um, but again, what movies make the most money? Like Lord of the Rings, or right. you know, there there there's argument to say Lord of the Rings didn't include enough, right? Like. There's plenty well, of things in Lord of the Rings that didn't happen in the it, movies, but it's, the, the main... Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's arguable. Because mm-hmm. there's a dang four-hour cut for every movie that has right. way more in it, right, than the right. actual theatrical releases. So, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously. So, Lord, Lord of the Rings, it's like, I want to hear the lines. I want to see these action pieces taking place. I want to you know know what these characters are gonna do versus well let's you know get those same actors that same director like all that same stuff now we're gonna put in stuff you haven't seen or even thought of before in the hobbit and everybody's gonna be like this is terrible (laughs) like that's interesting after i've done some not some research really but i've been watching Mm -hmm. some tolkien uh uh, Tolkien, I guess, is the proper, proper pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, YouTube videos. I found stumbled on some YouTube dudes who just talk about the lore and stuff from these books, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's interesting. I guess the love, the whole like uh, elf, dwarf love thing, and, right? And Legolas and whatever isn't in the Hobbit, but a lot of the other stuff is also not in The Hobbit, but is in the lore and is from other books mm-hmm. that fill in the gap where The Hobbit doesn't go into that. So mm-hmm. so it's interesting because people are like, yeah, we hate it. But I'm like, well, it technically is canon. Um, but <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. it's not the book. If you're looking for the book, then no. So Right. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just go into that very deeply. But that's, yeah. I just wanted them to say, there are moon letters here. <laughs> I just anyway, wanted to be the, yeah. the cartoon. Wait, yeah, have but, you have you seen the live action Lord of the Rings from the 70s? No. Live action? No. We, well, it's it's not live action. It's a cartoon. Um, oh, yes. But it's not. <laughs> that's, that's a, mm-hmm. It's not the one, it's. It's not the Hobbit one. Yes, I've seen the two versions of the animated. Like, there's the Hobbit, and then there's the Lord of the Rings. That's the same production company, and then there's another, another old Lord one. of the Rings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have seen that one? Okay. Yeah. 
I don't think I've ever seen that one. So I wanted to watch it. Um, no, but kind of on the same subject of spoilers and, and what have you, uh, reaching back into the, uh, the mind palace here, when Return of the King came out, yes. Shimmy and I, my friend okay. Shimmy and I, uh-huh. uh, went to go see it at the theater, uh-huh. and you know, it's open for discussion because it's a, you know, 60-year-old book or whatever, right? <laughs> right. Um, we were like, we're like, what if they do something crazy at the end? Like, what if, like, they like Frodo dies? And we saw this little kid, like, I just, like, looked right past Shimmy's shoulder, and there's this, like, little kid that's, like, two seats over from him, and, like, I was like, oh, no, 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 he doesn't die. I mean, we don't know, but pretty sure he doesn't, like, he was just, like, welling up with tears and stuff we're like (laughs) but i'm like we we don't know like i guess he could die like anything could but no yeah (laughs) it's all up in the air but actually no it's like this book a long time ago yeah well it's like anti-spoilers like what if right you know yeah somebody told you what this movie was all about and then that doesn't happen and you're just like oh well that's different i guess yeah anyway so i guess the point is like i think the term spoiler is overused because i don't think knowing information about it it doesn't spoil the movie or the experience depending on you know depending on the movie sometimes you need the spoiler before you even want to go see the movie and sometimes you need, like, you know, nothing, and the movie's great. Well, some, but like, and sometimes the movie doesn't ruin the movie, right? And sometimes the movie's so good that you that you just get lost in the movie, and then when the thing happens that you know is going to happen, but you forgot that it's going to happen, and it happens, and you're like, oh, I've, oh yeah, oh, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's exciting. I don't know. Yeah, it just depends. Yeah. So. No, it's, yep, it's, I mean... What's a new movie that we can spoil right now? Uh, Tenet, maybe? Wonder Woman? Have you seen Tenet? Oh, have you seen, I've seen both of those. Oh, I have not seen Wonder Woman, but I have seen Tenet. Oh, and what did you think of Tenet? Real quick for this, we've, we said spoilers already, so if people haven't seen it, that's their own fault. Um, (laughs) uh, no, I really like Tenet, um, but... Uh, there's just a there's a couple of things about it, and I'm sure it's just one of those things you got to watch again. But um, my question is, and this is a spoiler: uh-huh, uh-huh. How does the time travelers from the very far future get the gold and the like time travel elements back to the bad guy like that somebody would have to like live their whole life because they the time that you're going backwards or forwards is the same amount of life right span right so if you if you live five minutes into the past you are living through that five minutes like they're on that that boat living but they're traveling to 
wherever, you know, the right. the back to the beginning of the movie. So like for them to get the the gold to these radioactive spots, it would take multiple generations of these time travelers to get it back there. Uh, and let I mean, unless the items themselves were just uh, inverted and then left to to move backwards in time untouched. Oh, is that okay? I guess that makes sense because yeah, right. Like, and that and that's why they put them in radioactive zones. So the the item itself is it is is inverted. Left, right, is left untouched, so it travels back in time. That, I think, that's, yeah. I get. I guess that I makes sense. I think that's how I understand if, it. Because if 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 the item itself wasn't was inverted, and it was in a spot where, like, say, a new building was gonna, like, a, a building art like had existed in the past, let's say, right, then. As it's traveling backwards in time, it's just going to crash into the building? Well, I mean, it just depends, I guess. If you build, d- dig a ditch, uh, or not dig a ditch, but if there's an existing something in the ground that that's existed mm-hmm. for a long time, um, mm-hmm. and you put that down in there in the future, knowing that it, mm-hmm. that same space will be available in the past... You just invert it and leave mm-hmm. it there, and, and it will, you know, as long as that area is unknown to anybody else, it, you right? Know, it will presumably right. not be I, touched and go back in time, right? Right, exactly. But my question is, what about like an object that is in like a populated area, like you know? Is it just going to, like, like how would it, how would it interact with time as as the two like converge? You know, so like, if you know, in fifty years, my house doesn't like exist anymore, right? It's just like mm-hmm. collapsed or whatever, and somebody puts that time capsule on my house, then. At some point, the house is going to, in the Times Capsule's timeline, the house is going to be, like, reconstructed, right. like, before it collapsed. So that thing is going to just be, like, like, built, like, like, it's going to, they're going to, they're going to interact in some way. And that's, I guess, my question right. is, well, how do inanimate objects interact? Because the only, th- the only ones we really get are guns, right? Like, right bullets being shot into things and backwards and stuff like that. Anyway, that was Tenet. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess that makes sense is they could just send objects back. Right. Think about that. Right. That's a good Hmm. question though. I'm not sure exactly how that would have played out, I guess, but yeah. um, Yeah. Anyways. So yeah, that's 40 minutes on spoilers. What do you think about that? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, we're back to no spoilers. To <laughs> Safe zone here. This, yes, yes. You can turn turn the podcast back on if you turned it off. Though it could be spoilers into our lives 
past. Maybe you didn't know about this Ooh. stuff. So there you go. Maybe we're yeah. ruining it for you if you're moving backwards in time. Maybe you're inverted. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe like you want to get to know us better, and so you would hope we would tell you the story in person. Right. But, uh, oh, sorry. Yikes. In person's not anyway. really a thing anymore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Thanks, twenty twenty. We don't. We don't meet. We don't meet people anymore. We don't mingle. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyways, triggered memory, which we have a little bit of time to cover. Um, we uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about our experience with a certain book that we came across to across to came across across mm-hmm. um, uh, during our uh, college years okay well, one of our friends had it at their house um, mm-hmm. why don't you set it up for us B so uh, this kind of goes back to us at, at parties that were not part were were just nothing happening just- just hangs, not really hangs. parties. They so. were they were parties. They anyway they were <laughs> they were probably <laughs> like they were upwards of like twenty people. So yeah, these, they were these gatherings. Yeah, you know, in the far flung future, when you know, kids of the kids of COVID do not understand large gatherings. Um, kids we used were to just, just get together. Yeah, people would be able to gather in groups of. 20 or more um there was these there was we just found came across this book Uh on on the shelf of this one girl's house called the american boys handy book um and by daniel carter beard um but this was i'm looking at it right now on wikipedia it was originally published in 1882 it's old town yeah, and it's basically, well, we're going to say kind of like the fun version of the Boy Scout handbook, <laughs> where <laughs> there there are little drawings, illustrations to kind of show you different things. Yeah, and it was kind of um, like, if you're a bored boy, here are some mm-hmm. things that maybe you could get up to. Yeah, this was definitely like, you know... Um, a good way for kids to kind of just share their, like somebody just to share the knowledge of like different kids around the U.S. I guess because <laughs> you know yeah. you kind of think about it like as as a grown up in you know post the Civil War, you got your town's friends and whatever your town's friends learned from their parents maybe or other kids right big brothers big sisters kind of. But, like, there's a lot of stuff out there that you may never have heard of. And there was a lot of stuff that we in the modern era had never heard of or done. One big thing, war kites. War kites. Yeah, anyone out there who's heard of war kites, hold your hand up. Everyone, everyone who's seen us do it, put your hand down. Um, mm-hmm. So, war kites. This is in a book. For boys. <laughs> it's like, if you're a bored boy, this is something you could do. Grab your parents' razor blade. Tie it 
onto your kite string. Fly kites with your friend who also has a razor blade tied on his kite string. See who can cut the other kite string first. That's a real thing, and we did it, and it was excellent. And um, I'm just looking, but we man, weren't boys. Book. <laughs> yeah, we were. We yeah, we were men. So, so yeah, so we we went out that uh, summer, yes. and um, we tried to do some stuff out of that book. Yeah, we did some stuff like that, and there is um, straight up just. That is exactly what you do, is you take um, a kite and you put some kind of cutting object, be it little bits of glass or um, <laughs> little uh, razor blades or like a, I bet you could even use like a, you know, a tin can lid <laughs> or something. Um, and right. you fight other kites in the sky. And um, there is a quote from here. Um, <laughs> this is great. And everything. I'm trying to find it. Um, yeah, so like you can you, like you can fight kites against each other, just trying to down the others, knock them out of the air, stuff, right? Knock them out of the air, but. Um, yeah, it says like how to make knives is part of the description <laughs> and everything how to make cutters and like kite clubs and all this kind of different stuff but there's there's some kind of I can't find the quote exactly but it's something about like taking down an unarmed car- kite is like um, cowardly and you know, unbecoming or something like yeah, that trying to teach you character yeah. as well mm-hmm amazing yeah and so um yeah it's it's and so yeah like so you think about how this was back in the day but we even just like did it ourselves where you just get two kites or multiple kites right you get them up you put some a razor blade on there and then as they cross the strings you just pull yours down trying to like cut the strings of someone else and as it falls lifeless to the ground (laughs) And, um, and yeah, and then you just kind of go find it and tie a knot in it and, you know, and get it back again. up in the air and stuff. So, um, but yeah, yeah we had a excellent. lot of fun doing that in different that was parking excellent. lots. We, we, we just spent a summer with kites in the trunk of our cars at all times. Yeah. So if and things got boring, day, we were like, oh yeah, waiting for the wind mm-hmm. and we pull them out. Got my razor blade. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Spoilers. Sorry. And the and uh, yeah, we we had a lot of fun. Um, there was there was also that one thing that we never actually got to work. Do you remember? Um, it was like in the snow snowball section. Um, trapping somebody uh oh sorry this book is separated into different seasons right so there's like springtime winter time summer and so on so in the winter section it talks about like 
if you're playing capture the flag or having like a snowball fight and you want to imprison somebody, you have them hold on to a pole or a thin tree and then they wrap their legs around the pole but you like lock one leg like behind the tree and then you have them sit down and then it's like impossible for them, for them to stand up to get to for them to stand up and get their legs unwrapped around the tree i remember this yeah yeah and so we never got that to work for some reason maybe we're just not flexible enough or we're too but, limber i don't know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> oh sorry i forgot uh, this is this is a quote from the armed armed kite section Ooh, let's hear it um armed kites are of the most restless and bloodthirsty order of the strategic unarmed warrior. <laughs> the particular mission of these rampant champions of the air is to cut the enemy off from his base of supplies. Then, with a satisfying wriggle and a fiendish wag of its tail, this furious flyer sails serenely on while his ruined victim falls helplessly to the earth and ignominiously hangs himself on some uh, uncongenial tree where it, his skeleton will struggle and swing until it is beaten to pieces by the very element that sustained him in the sustained him in his elevation before the thread of life was cut. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, it's it's a good read. For sure. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, full illustrations on on how to do Boys stuff. Boys used to read that and know what it meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but uh, awesome. um, teach you how to spear frogs and everything in here. But um, I think the biggest... The biggest undertaking that we took from this book was what is called the Man Friday. Man Friday. Yeah. And we may and have so, mentioned this before on the podcast, but but um, but yeah. Man Friday is basically a a, a, a boat, catamaran <laughs> style log boat. Named after Robinson Robinson Crusoe's man, yes, Man Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it teaches you how to fell a tree in this book, and then uh, put the logs together in a fashion in which that should be able to float you across a river. And, right. Uh, and we thought we'll never get a chance to do that, but then we got to cut down a tree, and we and we tried it. How long yeah. were they in your backyard uh, drying? Oh, I want to say six years, probably. Six years? Well, yeah, so we cut down... Um, well, we didn't wait that long to use them. No, we, we, we cut down um, someone's big, decent-sized pine tree. I mean, it was probably right. about 40 foot or so. And... Um, and yeah, it's basically, um, it's in the summer section of this book, mm-hmm. um, under homemade boats <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, 
we called it a Man Friday, and by its means we explored every nook in the length and breadth of the lake, and even afterwards when we wanted a boat, we knew a simple and inexpensive way to make one, and a safe one too. So, That's the Man Friday is you take a, a log, and you... Uh, a decent sized log. Like, I think we did 10 feet, I believe. So maybe the yeah, tree was only we, probably about 30 feet. Right. Well, we were trying to but, compensate somewhat for being men versus boys. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, we probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, we took. We, we cut down this tree and then we bifurcated the log um, lengthwise. Um, mm-hmm. it, it sounds kind of weird to say hot dog style because like, you know, hamburger versus like, anyway. Yeah, we uh, got it. But though. yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you, you cut it, you cut it in half. Um, and so you have two semicircle, um, logs mm-hmm. and then you take some smaller logs, um, and put one across the middle. Um, and that's where your butt's going to go. And then an even little smaller log. Um, across the uh, one of the back ends, and that's where your feet go. So you have the two big logs parallel and then perpendicular, one in the middle, one about two or three feet away from that. Um, so you have like, a little place to like rest your feet while you're while you're rowing this man Friday around. Right. And uh, we use some modern materials um, as well because. <laughs> our lashings were not going to be that great, but we nah. <laughs> drill, drilled through it and used some bolts and some nuts to, to get that on there. But even still, it, it, it doesn't, they didn't like to hold parallel <laughs> or they didn't like to hold right angles. I should say, right. It was just, it went from like square to parallelogram to back and forth, <laughs> like <laughs> trying to figure this thing out. Right. Uh, but we made two of them, right? We did, yeah. And um, we're, who, was, who was the first one? Because we, we took it to this really gross duck pond. Uh-huh. It was um, you and was me and Nick. And Nick and I think Casey, because we used his truck, right? Uh, but he didn't get in. Oh, no. He if he came, if he came, he didn't get in. <laughs> yeah, we got some. We didn't. We didn't create. We didn't put the ore, um, the ore stops in there or anything. So we, um, we basically just had um, paddles and kind of canoed ourselves around. Right, and we got yeah. That way, that I got it like Goodwill or something. Hmm. Um. But yeah, essentially, because the wood was fairly new, Mm -hmm. um, newly cut, it weighed significantly more than we had calculated, and they were not as buoyant as we would have liked. They almost worked. You could get across, but your your lower section was just was wet. Like, yeah. So you are riding in the water, like. You are above, you're not sinking, but you are definitely like your, yeah, your, your torso, your butt is in the water. Unless 
you use two Man Fridays stacked on top of each other. Right. <laughs> That's what and ended up it, kind it of working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we built these Man Fridays um, to the chagrin of my mother, who <laughs> had them sitting in her backyard for a very long time, yep. just quote unquote drying out. Um, did you? We, did we ever take them after they dr- dried some? To no, see if they work better. We, no, we never actually did. I mean, I'm assuming they would have worked marginally better, but, but they got out. pretty weathered in pretty quick. Re- uh, like, yeah. yeah, like it wasn't like, a, oh yeah, let them weather for like a, a season and then seal them and then let's do this. It was like, oh no, these are cracked and split and you know, not gonna be much better. <laughs> Yeah. You know, keeping you keeping you afloat and the you know, bolts are all rusted and all that kind of different stuff. But but yeah, it, it nonetheless it was it was actually a lot of fun to you know, just have a project. Just, you know, find something fun to do and and go out and do it. Yeah. You know? Um and yeah, I would I would make another boat. I I think that'd be awesome. That would be cool get a thicker log we could make a canoe that would take a long time but that'd be cool yeah i did have aspirations to do that as well uh-huh. um did did i tell you that full story of when i bought that log um that sat out in front of our house for a while yeah yep yep oh that was very the getting that log was very treacherous i almost like crash like the guy almost crashed it into our house right and that's why i just sat on the front lawn <laughs> or the front the front uh porch for so long because that thing was like 14 feet long right and a good like four and a half feet thick like right diameter and it would have made an awesome canoe but since it wasn't in the backyard where we could like work on it you know more effectively it just kind of sat there for a while until we cut it up and now it's actually um at the fear factory as uh as a couple of seats for people oh really yeah nice. so that's nice so but uh yeah I, I mean this book if you guys can get your hands on the american boys handy book i would definitely definitely recommend it you're bored and looking for things to do in the winter there's some stuff for you exactly <laughs> yeah i mean there's a whole winter section spring and you know if you're you know social distancing this is you you really only need like one or two other people and then you can get right. it done make yourself some some snowshoes um Make yourself, uh, you know, some musical instruments. Yeah. Some duck decoys. You got, man, you got everything here. So, and even gives you prices for stuff. <laughs> uh, the best, <laughs> the best U-bows for ladies cost from 18 to $50 each. Some, uh, some for gentlemen cost 20 to $100 each. Arrows for ladies cost three dollars fifty. 
to eleven dollars per dozen. Well, yeah, I wish. <laughs> five to twelve dollars per dozen. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's amazing. <laughs> That's actually a lot of money for like the eighteen hundreds. Holy crap. Like a hundred dollars? Well I, is that is that the original issue? That could be uh could be redone. But, I don't know, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Hundred bucks was a lot of money, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you could go get food with it, yeah, know. exactly. If you could pay you back, so. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Crazy. I mean, it references nineteen seven or seventeen ninety two. So seventeen ninety two. It references that. You know, like a couple years ago. Remember seventeen ninety two? Yeah, yeah. Your grandfather. I will tell you about it. That's great. But, uh, but yeah. So, uh, I mean, the ironic thing about like this is, um, you think about it as like, oh, well, you know, all you need is just like the materials and you can make it. But right. like getting, getting the materials nowadays is actually it's harder. Much harder than, for sure. Than doing some of that stuff. Like, it's like, yeah, just find a felled tree and dig it. And you're like, I'm not allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, you can't just go to, like, a go into the woods anymore and just grab wood. Right. Like, and everything like that. And so, you know, some of this stuff. Different times, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Oh, man, the good old Man Fridays. We'll have to post a picture of. Our man Friday. Yeah, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. In my bathing costume. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, what's new with you this week, man? You got you got a new for us? Um, yeah, so um, my new comes with like a little bit of disappointment. Not oh, no. Deal, oh, but... no. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you're disappointed. Merry, yes. Um, so, um, I had a lot of aspiration to maybe get in, um, to my attic and, um, install, um, cause right now we just have like the attic, uh, access, which uh-huh. is just a, a piece of sheetrock you know, framed in like trim sure, right. that just sits, just sits there so that you can get a step ladder or something and get, get up in there. So we were like, okay, well, like I want to look at if we can get an actual ladder built into the ceiling, you know, like just uh-huh. get like a frame, a pre-framed ladder and everything and hang it up there. And then, um, we could, maybe put some plywood down on the floor joists and we could get some extra storage and that'd be awesome. Right. And so I was all kind of excited about this and planned it. And I had kind of looked up there like when we first like got the house and everything like that and, you know, hadn't really planned any out anything. Well, today I kind of took a personal day. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to see what's what and see, you know, take some measurements and, you know, see exactly what we, we have the potential for. Uh-huh. 
We got the potential for nothing. No? <laughs> Not a dang thing. Because the um, the ceiling and the um, roof are so close, it's all just rafters up there. Oh, so, really? There's no clear yeah. way to get around. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, I mean, we don't have a very big footprint in general, um, but since it's just the one main roof that just slopes on either side, it really is just, you get up in there and it's, um, it's just the, you know, angled rafters one after another after another right. connecting to the floor joists. So... Do you have There's sp- space around the hole a, to put some stuff just there or not really? Not even really. I mean, because oh, I mean, you could you could definitely just like put like a piece of plywood on either side uh-huh. and and be able to put like a couple boxes up there and everything. But you'd still have to like as soon as you get up in there, like you'd still have to like put it over the floor or over the rafter angled beam oh um, really and everything because yeah you're just literally in between two floor joists when you get up in the access hole and and there's just a two by four at a 45 or whatever it is right degree angle um going to the center of the roof on either side of you basically um and so it's like even getting up in there, like you can't just push on the sides of the access hole. You have to grab onto the the angle things a little bit higher up and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of weird. And it's just like, well, that's why nobody bothered to invest in this because um, it's essentially just you know nothing up there, and so. Um, but I did kind of climb around in there, rehooked our exhaust fan um, back to the um, the actual output in the roof. Nice, where, good. Like the <laughs> the tube had just you know fallen at some point and was just venting into the roof itself, which isn't great um, for our bathroom and everything like that. Right. Uh, Saw where like the canned lights had been installed in the in the ceiling over the kitchen and stuff like that. So, I mean, I might run some um, some electrical, you know, through there to put some extra outlets and everything in. But okay, um, yeah, it was just kind of like a oh, I had really just kind of planned this whole extravagant kind of thing and watch this couple on YouTube that like turn their whole attic into this like, you know, awesome living space or not living space, but uh, like storage space where they right and everything like that. I mean, at least I didn't do what they did where he literally like fell through the ceiling. Oh my accidentally And everything like, um, but yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, well that's, not as fun as it should be. So yeah, Shoot, so, but well, it was that's... it's 
Stinks. Yeah, it was it was still a an exciting experience to kind of get up there, and you know, there's like no water damage and no um, real nice uh, problems other than that you know that vent tube and stuff like that. There is a TV antenna in there just in case that Ooh. analog ever comes back. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much. Uh, Pretty much it. So, uh, what what is the new for you? Well, we had Christmas. You might have heard. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> ring ding jingling. You didn't hear ding, spoilers. Ding, we had Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. So that happened. That was a joyous time. We had presents and all of that jazz. Um, I got some cool stuff. I guess. Um, <laughs> My son, when he went shopping with my wife, found me a set of all six Waldo books. Ooh, okay. They're paperback, so, you know, it's fine. But it's like um, they reissued. I guess it was just new this year. They reissued them in a box set of all Uh six of the books. Came with a puzzle and a poster. Ooh. Yeah. So, anyway. Like a poster of Waldo or a poster of one of the scenes? Yes. It's reversible. One side <laughs> okay. is, is Waldo's face and one side is the scene. <laughs> You're nailing cool. this, dude. You're nailing this. So, anyway, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, that was a big thing if you guys... I'm pretty sure we talked about it before a big thing a while back Mm -hmm. because i have a little travel one of all those books and my son and i would go through those at night but uh they're so small they hurt my my eyes like i I was getting headaches uh (laughs) trying to find waldo with my boy right so the big ones are, are a little better but i will say my eyes are not are not as young as they used to. I can't just look at that book for hours and hours and hours. After a while, I'm like, okay, I can't. I, I make myself sick. So that's kind of a damper, uh, you know, if we want to both have a damper. But, uh, I th- <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was pretty cool. And he picked it out. He saw, he's like, Dad wants those. And that boy knows what's up, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that cool. I mean, and um, do you know, like, is Waldo and his uh, accessories and such, are they moved? So for the first three books, it, it is um, the newer, it, the newer volumes of the first three books. So, okay, so they're the same as your travel edition. Right. Okay. Right. For the most part, every one of these books has a little extra page at the back that Mm -hmm. is like a a new thing for this edition. They're like, hey, one last extra page for you. And each one of the books has that, which is kind of cool. But uh, but yeah, other other than that, the first three books and the rest, they're all they're the same as the travel ones that I have. So. Nice. So so um, now, so now, your son can look at the travel one, and you can look at the full edition, and just find the same stuff. We could. That's true. That's true. Uh, 
So. <laughs> the large print version of Where's Waldo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I get the poster size book, please? <laughs> that would help me uh, very much. Thank you. That's that's pretty funny, actually. Oh, but. that's funny, dude. On some of those, when they're really high information, he jams so much stuff in those pictures. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Ow. How, I can't process all the information mm-hmm. on this page. How am I supposed to find one guy in a hat? And his mm-hmm. wizard friend. And his and his lady friend. And a dog oh, tail. Oh, man. That would be the freaking ultimate cosplay for sure. What? Because it's... Is it... Is it all the Waldo books where they're, like you'll see like characters from like the other one? Or is it just the, the time one? Or... Which which is um I don't know if they have uh, if I'm still not that familiar with the the back well like the newest three books because mm-hmm. I had the the first three books when I was a kid so I'm very familiar with those um, right the la the la well, the latter three are uh, in my opinion much harder um. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he got really good at hiding them and just, like, seeing a portion of their face, like, maybe their hat is even covered, and you're like, ah, right. Waldo. So they're very hard. Um, but I do... Well, in the third book, for sh- for sure, which was used to be called The, the Great Waldo Search, which is now mm-hmm. called The Fantastic Journey... I think um, <laughs> that race. one definitely one guy comes with you from every page. And so at the end you can find a, a dude from every uh, mm-hmm. scene that Waldo went through. Um, yeah, but that would be cool. So you're saying, you're saying pick a, pick a, pick a dude that was like one of the travelers yeah, so if you that came you, with him, like, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, if you are going to a Comic Con, as the term is used now, um, yes. if you're going to some kind of convention where you're going to dress up in cosplay, you have somebody dresses Waldo. You can have a wizard white beard. You can have a um, Oddlaw, all that kind of good stuff. Uh-huh. But it would be also pretty dope if you had somebody in like the the apple like the green apple thing with the uh-huh. hat uh-huh. and you know just like a bunch of those like iconic pages um like that so you know you're just kind of like and get as like Waldo a picture walks through yeah. the, walks through the floor they just yeah, start following him <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be so freaking awesome that would oh, be pretty awesome that would be a lot of fun but um, man, if you just had the money just to go around to different comic conventions and such and just like do diff- a lot of different um, things like that, that would be way fun. Right. But. All right, well, let's plan it. Let's do it. Because, I mean, that's the thing is like there's always going to be a Waldo. So you would just like there's like that thing a while ago where these two people just dressed in like a tuxedo and like a like a nice like evening dress with like pearls and like a fur uh-huh. coat or whatever uh-huh. and it, and they go to like um like comic cons 
And anytime they saw a Batman, they would just lay down dead in front of him. <laughs> like they were just the Waynes. They were just Martha and Thomas Wayne, just like <laughs> murdered in front of these this guy every time. It was she pretty has, awesome. She has a pearl necklace that just like yeah. it can just fall Shatters apart. Every, She's like, yeah, oh no, exactly. oh. that's hilarious. That oh man, that scene in <sighs> oh spoilers. Where, yeah, well, <laughs> where, like, the pearl necklace is on the gun, and so uh-huh. as, like, the hammer clicks back or whatever, the slide flies back, it, like, breaks the pearl necklace was right. just a little much. Like, <laughs> it's one thing for it, like, to be, like, a snatch, and, like, Thomas right, Wayne pushes her out of the way, and so he shoots him or whatever, but just to have that scene where it's just, like, and it's, like, the, oh man, it was just, uh, it's not my favorite. But anyway, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> yeah, like, Batman's parents are dead. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, so, um, no, that's awesome that he picked that up directly, you know, straight for you. So. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Four year old boy, he's like, Dad needs these books. Yeah. He's no, he's no, he knows what's up. Dad can't see the the books anymore. Dad needs big ones. <laughs> he needs big ones. Yeah. That's right. Oh. So. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, that's it. I think that's it. That is the podcast of 2020. We did. Oh, my gosh. You're right. That's it. By 2020. Yeah. So, um, so Tiger reminded me. Um, we should all go back and listen to the first pad- podcast of this year to see how optimistic <laughs> we are. Yeah, dude. Um, we were talking about the year of 2020, how it was going to be like, you know, perfect vision and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the whole beginning of the new 20s. Because uh, yeah. that's what we're calling this decade, if nobody knows. Get mm-hmm. get on it. It's the new 20s. Um, yeah, man. And how different did 2020 turn out than what we were hoping? We were like, this is going to be our year. We're going to do it. I know. Uh, crazy. We did. We did some things. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I know, mean, luckily, our, our, like Clorox wipe podcast. Yeah. Our, <laughs> our food. Mm-hmm. Our podcast format and everything really didn't change because this is how we were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If anything. We just, don't, we don't see each other. Yeah, just got easier and easier. So, um, but yeah, thanks for uh, doing this with me another year. And, yeah, man. And uh, look forward to the twenty of twenty one. Yes, should sir. Be, should be good stuff. And everybody appreciate you guys sticking with us, um, especially if you're just out there downloading all of our stuff all at once to you know shotgun it all that. That's awesome. That is Thank much, you. That is much appreciated. I you I, you're too kind. Yeah, but but um, also that's yeah. great. So hopefully 2020 will have more things going on with this thing. So stay tuned for that, whatever that means. Uh, we got some plans coming, hopefully. So uh, yeah, yeah. That's and we'll for now. catch up on that next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys.